0: God ah, damn it! They slipped in. Pickles everywhere. Welcome to episode three of Tech Down. This is the weekly podcast discussing technology and other nerd-related topics. I'm Adam Comp, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother Aaron. Aaron, how are you doing, man? Good. Thanks. <laughs> it's been a big week. Oh yeah, has it? Big, big, exciting week. Lots of things happened. All right,
1: we'll go on. Um,
0: well, so before we get into our main topic, I feel like there's uh, a couple things that we should we should talk about first. Um, first, being that our uh, recording session slash podcast now has a name. Uh, we have dubbed these sessions Tech Down, which is kind of cool. Um, on the previous intro, I actually referred to uh, the, the podcast as Go Analog, Baby, which uh, was just kind of a, a placeholder. Yeah. Um, but now... Our identity has been
1: in flux, and now we're finally starting to figure it out, so...
0: Exactly. Yep, yep. Uh, we're figuring out uh, pretty much everything as it comes up, so we decided on Tech TechDown. Uh, basically, the podcast is like a touchdown, but for technology.
1: Oh, see, because I thought it was like a breakdown of technology.
0: Oh, man, it could be. Uh, I didn't even think about that, but I did think about how it's kind of like a hoedown of technology.
1: Mm, Or like a touchdown.
0: Or like a touchdown, which was uh, the first thing that I brought up. Anyway, I kind of like the name. (laughs) It's fun. Um, But also kind of going along with the name, we also uh, registered TechDown.fm. And we set up a Squarespace site. So, uh, yeah, we can... we're officially
1: brought to you by Squarespace.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? Yep. Uh, we, we put up the last two episodes that we recorded, uh, some, you know, really brief show notes. Um, I think the design is kind of minimalistic, but pretty slick.
1: Yep. That's right. I love that it's a responsive mobile website.
0: So it looks great on your, uh, shiny new iPhone 6. Yep. And once we make it big and we uh, eventually get actually sponsored by Squarespace, we uh, will be able to you know, brag about our awesome website that they helped us design. That's right. Um, and of course, the last intro topic that we should bring up is that you and I played each other in fantasy football. Oh, see, week. I wasn't sure if you're going
1: to bring this up. Your humiliating <laughs> defeat. Oh. <sighs> I'm really
0: proud of you, brother. Uh, that's right. Thank you. Way to, way to way to kick my ass. Have me not even care about the Monday night game. Yep. And <laughs> uh, Antonio it, Brown, your new favorite player. That's Antonio right, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Yep. Man, I I don't know if I told you, but I came home and I was feeling really good about myself, checking that Seattle Denver <laughs> score. Yeah,
1: I watched the entire game and then I was, you know, just biting my nails and then I uh, stayed up and watched the Steelers game and just like, I had no idea who Antonio Brown was, so I was just like, I don't know, I'll watch, hopefully he gets something. And between him and Peyton Manning, they both put up like 20 points, so <laughs> those two like really made my fantasy week.
0: Yep. Uh, a crushing defeat for me. The Dire Wolves go 2 and 1 for the season. Yep. And the auto-drafts are now, what is your record? Uh, am I 3-0? Am I crazy? No,
1: I may have lost the last uh, game, so I think I might be 2-1. 2-1?
0: Okay, alright, so hanging in there. That's right. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, alright, so for this week's main topic, we're going to be talking about the iPhone 6, which I've got mine right here. I believe you have yours as well. Yep. This is not a video podcast, but if it was, you would see us uh, showing
1: Holding each other, yeah, proving, proving it.
0: it. Yep. Uh, let me do, 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 do just something really quick. All right. Good. Uh, so, yeah, we both got our iPhone 6s on Friday. We are recording this on Monday, so we've had a full weekend basically to get acclimated with the new hardware, uh, try things out and, um, are really excited to share our impressions, I think. Yeah. So, uh, you want to get the ball rolling? What are, what are some of your first, first impressions with your new, uh, your new baby? So my first impressions, I
1: guess, uh, are going to be maybe not that unique, but pretty unique to me and that I had an issue transferring over my phone number from Verizon to my new plan with T-Mobile when I got the iPhone 6. So for the first maybe 36 hours I had the iPhone, it was kind of like sort of activated. So I could use it on Wi-Fi, but uh, I didn't have like an active LTE signal. So my first impressions <laughs> were a little bit skewed in that uh, it wasn't working all the way. But then uh, I got that ironed out. I visited a T-Mobile store, and they're very helpful um,
0: well, so what what, what was the, the process that you went through? Because we didn't really talk about this. How, how did you go about switching your number over?
1: So I ordered my iPhone unlocked from the Apple uh, website for T-Mobile, uh, just out right. of contract. And then I took it to a T-Mobile store and they set me up on a, uh, I forget what the term is, like simple, I don't know, some, some simple plan. Um, and it was one gig of data and unlimited text and talk and then I upgraded that for 10 bucks to 3 gigs of data and then I don't pay the cost of the phone per month because I paid for it outright so it ends up being about 60 bucks
0: and so you so so far that's the exact same process that I went through you pre-ordered you got your phone you got it a little bit set up before you took it to the T-Mobile store or uh, I got it set up at the T-Mobile store.
1: At the T-Mobile yep. store.
0: Okay. And then they walked you through the process of transferring your number over from Verizon and it took 36 hours for it still to go uh, to go 100%? Yeah, I can't really blame
1: T-Mobile for this one. This was an operator error. Um, it was just an issue where I was on a family plan and uh, I got the wrong, like, Four, uh, digits of the cardholders SSN for the Verizon account. Uh, but once I got the correct ones, I was able to transfer the number no problem within like 30 minutes. So uh, after that issue was ironed out <laughs> and I actually gave them the correct credentials, uh, there's no problem.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, My favorite part so-
1: of this story, though, before we go on that far, is uh, uh, that I griped about it on twitter and like at mentioned t-mobile and you like tagged it up and basically are like i don't know my experience was great with t-mobile and like did a little emoji shrug and instead of responding to my like oh i'm having an issue with t-mobile uh tweet they favorited (laughs) yours that's just like i don't know bro mine was my experience
0: was great (laughs) it's like wow
1: (laughs) I felt like a T-Mobile little burned like, by the t I T-Mobile. like this tweet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do not like this guy's tweet where he complains about it. Yeah, us. exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, for the record, that emoji is called the Sup I guess. S-U-P-S-O-N. Wow. I didn't know. And I think if I remember the uh, Know Your Meme page, I think it originated with StarCraft, actually. A StarCraft player would do it. Um, But I was going to say, it's funny, our experiences are very similar. Um, I pre-ordered my phone, I got it delivered, I think you picked yours up in the Apple store. Mm -hmm. Did you have to fight lines at all in order to get that?
1: So the line situation was interesting, but pretty good. Uh, There was two lines, one that was 100 people or more long, like maybe 200 people. And that was just people who were walking up trying to get the phone that day. And then there was a much shorter line off to the side that was the pre-order pickup line. And that one maybe took me 20 minutes. Uh, it was maybe a dozen people. And it was um, really interesting because they wouldn't really let you in the store unless you were in one of the two lines. So even though there was more people there than like I've ever seen, the Apple Store itself was like almost empty, which was really <laughs> interesting. It was like such a busy day, but it was like the MPS had ever been in an Apple store.
0: Yeah, leave it to Apple to really uh, have that entire process be very optimized.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it was funny. It was crazy how I many people were walking up just like, is this line, the pre order one, like the one that I get into get the new iPhone? And they're like, Do you I have hope, a pre order? <laughs> it's just like, No. <laughs> I saw that exchange <laughs> so many times. And yep. just like the look of shock, they're like, No, then you have to go to this line. And it goes all the way to the you know,
0: cookie place down the corner. It's just like, Oh my god. Do you know how many phones that Apple store had? Uh no, but I say?
1: you know a good guess is the fact that I've been checking their inventory uh, a couple times like since I got mine just to see like if they got any pluses in stock or what they had in stock. And they've been unavailable for pickup every day. So I don't know. Yeah. They've been
0: going fast. Gotcha. So, okay. So I got my phone and my experience mimics yours a little bit. I restored from an iCloud backup on Friday for both my phone and my wife's new phone. And what I did was Saturday morning, I went to my T-Mobile store and I got our T-Mobile account set up and it took about a half hour and everything was great until I was driving with my wife and she received a text message saying that her phone number had successfully been updated from her existing number that she has had for, you know, 15 years now to a brand new one. And she wasn't very happy with me. Um, so she yelled at me a little bit, deservedly so, and I calmly called up the T-Mobile store and spoke to the rep that had gotten me hooked up, asked him what was going on, and he confirmed things with me, and it turns out I had uh, operator errored and given him the incorrect phone number for my wife. So they had given given cindy a new phone number since Mm. i couldn't transfer over her her old one um but it took him about five minutes he i don't know called the i forget what he called it the like line setup technician hotline or something Mm -hmm. got it all straightened out and uh, everything's been going pretty well ever since Yeah, it's interesting. Once they uh,
1: automate us stupid humans out of the process, it'll actually be a pretty smooth uh, upgrade process.
0: Yeah. Uh, And so one other thing that uh, I want to mention, T-Mobile, the representative, was great. Calling them up and asking for additional help was great. I went to a race on Sunday, which was in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. Uh, It's Brooklyn, Michigan, Michigan. They have a a racetrack there, and that's where we did the race. Um, There was no T-Mobile service at all, which I did not expect, especially since this racetrack holds tens of thousands of people. You would think they would have some T-Mobile towers around. And it really sucked because I was meeting a friend and literally had no way of contacting him, letting him know that we had arrived and arranging a meetup place. And it's not something that... Um, I'm used to having to worry about you know not not having cell reception or not being able to communicate with people so that was actually kind of disheartening it made me second guess my choice a little bit I ended up having to uh, ask somebody to borrow their phone like in the olden days when you know only one out of every three or four people would have cell phones
1: Wow you know what your solution is uh,
0: I have an idea. Do you have a solution for me? My alternative
1: idea, uh, your plan B, Mm. is get an iPad that has Verizon cellular, so you can just use that as a hotspot anytime your T-Mobile account doesn't work.
0: Well, maybe that is uh, that. So that's a good solution for high rollers with millions of dollars in the bank that can just buy iPads willy-nilly. Yeah, I know you. (laughs) I know my audience. (laughs) <laughs> my solution was going to be to buy a flip phone and keep that oh within, you're gonna like, walter a prepaid, white it yeah get a Yeah, burner. exactly get a burner yeah and then every time i make a phone call i can like snap it in half and throw it out the car window just so that i feel cool terribly inefficient probably but uh
1: yeah but you can do that the they're
0: dirt cheap right yeah and then if i want to sell drugs I'm i'm all set up for that so I think the burner plan is a pretty good route.
1: Yep. And you got Cindy's new number. So you're all set. <laughs> you're all set.
0: <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, that's, that was basically my initial experience, but what about the phone itself? The hardware? Yeah. The, yeah. So the those first product. impressions,
1: those first impressions aside, <laughs> the yeah. the phone itself, uh, I've really enjoyed. And I, uh, my, um, plan all along, and I made sure to get one while I was there, was to throw a case on this. Uh, so when I was in the Apple Store, I got the black uh, Apple leather case that they provide for the iPhone 6, and I put that on pretty much immediately after I opened the box. And I've taken it out occasionally to actually like take a look at the real hardware, but it is just so slippery that I don't trust myself to actually uh, handle it without the case
0: yet. What is this case made out of? And do you think that it will grant you any protection from falls and scratches?
1: So it's made out of leather, and uh, it, it seems pretty durable. If it lands on the screen, it's toast for sure. And uh, I, I was watching, and sure enough, I saw some first reports on Twitter of uh, some people who've already cracked their iPhone 6 screens. Uh, one person said they dropped it on, I think, a kitchen floor from like three feet, and so they already uh, had to get a replacement one. And I also saw online that it is not cheap to replace one of these screens outside of uh, warranty. Yeah. It's like $300, $329. So, um, my intention is to get the Apple Care that Apple offers uh, within
0: the next 60 days, give or take a couple days. Uh, I feel like I've heard conflicting reports on how the phone has fared in these drop tests. Um, I saw one guy who was dropping both a 6 and a 6+, and the 6+, plus just shattered on, like, the corner drop from, like, 5, 6 feet. I've seen a couple other videos that seem like, you know, it's held up about as well as a 5, 5S. Five um, and then there was that gentleman in, in Australia, the first person to actually own an iPhone 6, and he took it upon himself to do a drop test impromptu as he was opening up his case did you see this video
1: yeah it's important to note that australia because of the way it works is the first time zone to actually get the iphone so uh it, what could have been the very first iphone 6 sold was uh, sold to this gentleman in australia who promptly on live television really roughly opens up the box and kind of like shakes it open and then just immediately the phone flops out right onto the pavement from like hip level and it's awesome because there's a crowd of people around the news anchor and this guy, and the entire crowd just goes, "Ooh!" Ooh. As soon as, yeah, as soon as the phone uh, just like jumps out of the box, and I, you know, I think uh, I think it was, it didn't seem uh, broken when he picked it up. I don't know. It, it did
0: it actually uh, get pretty banged up. Uh, no, I, I think it it looked good. It survived, um, but. It survived, yes. And you know the reason it survived uh, is the Coriolis effect. Or, no, maybe that's wrong. I don't really remember my high school science. Um, but so I am rocking a naked phone, of course. You know I like to go naked. Yep, um, nude. Just throwing caution to the wind.
1: Yep, because uh, you have a great warranty program
0: uh in that i don't have any warranty (laughs) oh i just (laughs) make good karma yeah oh yeah no i'm i'm due to get a, a broken phone at some point but so this hardware is amazing i'm holding it in my hand right now i love how it feels uh the curved front going into the sides is just it feels way better than i thought it would i love how It feels to, like, kind of move it around in my hand. I can, like, turn it end over end, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, These switches on the side are amazingly clicky and very satisfying. Um, The, what was I going to say? Oh, the camera on the back that sticks out a little bit. And does yours not stick out with your case?
1: Yeah, I actually... uh... It seems to be a major gripe with some people, you know, just trying to find an issue with uh, these phones. And the great camera, I guess, is a little too big, so it juts out of the back of the phone, and the case actually perfectly levels that out. So when I rest mine face down, or uh, back down, it doesn't wiggle at all. So go on, is that something that bothers you?
0: You know, it, it doesn't bother me very much, but I wonder long term if it's going to... Be get banged s- up exactly yeah. i worry about it a little bit um the sleep wake button being on the side of the phone i got used to that so quickly it's no problem there's been really? one or two times that i've tried to reach to the top hmm. but i've learned a new way of doing things and that's not a big deal you you've had trouble changing where, where your thumb goes so before I actually
1: got it, this was a big concern for me because I really, I really enjoyed having it at the top of the phone, but I kind of see the logic that at both these, uh, two larger phone sizes two four 4.7 and 5.5 inches, it's just
0: impractical to have it all the way up there. So now that yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like the reason it isn't a problem for me is I can't physically reach to the top of my phone. Unless I like bring out a whole second hand to grab up there. Yeah, exactly. So it, it makes more sense. And
1: uh, it, it kind of is just a little bit of overriding muscle memory. But this entire phone feels just like a little bit foreign. And it's funny because I still am kind of in the babying it stage where like I'm holding it really carefully. Like, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I, I haven't gotten that first dent. So like I'm not just throwing it around all willy nilly. And like I mentioned before, I haven't gotten the apple
0: care. <laughs> But once I do that, I'll be throwing it around really nearly all the time. Uh, yeah, you like to do that move where you pinch it loosely between your thumb and forefinger and then fling it forward slightly so that it moves in your hand and then you catch it before it slides completely out of your hand you and do that over and over like three or four times a second. It's like your go-to move, right? Oh uh, Yeah, I haven't
1: thought about that with this phone. I'm trying it right now. It feels pretty
0: good. <laughs> good glad to help yeah uh one of the awesome things about the curved corners and something that i think will actually lead to me keeping my phone unbroken for longer is that this thing is so much easier to pick off pick up off of a flat surface you know what i mean because with the five and five s it had those corn those edges that Mm -hmm. went straight up and down made 90 degree corners and There were several times where I wouldn't be thinking, and I would go to grab my phone, I'd pick it up by the edges, not have a firm grip, and when I brought it up, I would drop it at the same time, usually onto a carpeted surface at home, but it was something that uh, I had a couple close calls with, and that is just not going to be as much of an issue with these rounded corners. I can uh, press it down. With my thumb, get my fingers under on one side and lift it straight up off the table. My my other option with the 5 and the 5S was to kind of slide it a little bit towards the edge of whatever surface it was on. And that's obviously something that you don't want to be doing.
1: Yeah. Hashtag naked iPhone problems. Yep. Well, I mean,
0: it's what you got to deal with if you yeah. want to live the naked lifestyle. <laughs> if you're a firmly committed nudist. Yep. All
1: right. So what else? iPhone 6. So I agree with what you mentioned about the uh, curved edge of the phone, the curved bezel. I really, really like this. Um, This is actually the thing that I've been pointing out to a lot of people uh, who use Android that now with the uh, uh, back swipe that was introduced with iOS 7 on the curved edge, it feels really natural and just like really pleasing to just uh, swipe backwards just if you're in Safari or anywhere that you, it has a back button and you can swipe from the left edge just is one of those simple pleasures that I really appreciate with this new uh, hardware design. So that's just one kinda, of the things I really liked.
0: Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Have you noticed though, or have you encountered trying to rearrange your icons uh, between pages on your phone with these new skinnier
1: uh, bezels? You know, I kind of heard this online and I didn't, uh, I haven't done too much of it myself. So is this like a bigger issue now?
0: So it just feels like if you're going to take an icon from one page and you hold down on it and you enter wiggle mode and then you drag it to the edge to try and put it on another page, it feels like you need to drag the icon further than you used to have to. Hmm. Um and it's a little bit awkward, and there have been times where I had to like shift my hand position when I was uh, moving things onto my first screen. Um, but that, that brings me to another question for you. Um, you were a fan of the swipe row, um, if I remember, with your 5S.: Yeah, you would. It turns out you I
1: love the swipe row, and I didn't even know it had a name the entire time. <laughs> Which is one of those really interesting things.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just a phenom like a naturally occurring thing that a bunch of people decided at the same time, you know, just leave the last row of icons empty and that's where your thumb goes and you don't have to worry about uh tapping on something and accidentally opening it. And uh for a lot of people it's very satisfying to do that. I personally think you all are all crazy, but that's just my personal opinion. So how big is your swipe row now that the phone has given you an extra row for your thumb? So to back up just a step, my swipe row history
1: is that when I had my iPhone 4S, I had it completely filled. So that was a 4x4 four four grid of icons filling up my home screen. Okay, and okay. Everyone else had the iPhone 5 at the time, and I really was envious that the swipe row was even a thing. I saw their screenshots on Twitter, and I really liked uh, just, like, the simplicity of it, the really clean look. So when I finally got my 5S, when it came out, the swipe row is something that I just, like, always had. Always make sure to had it. So now with this new phone, I have my original uh, arrangement of icons from my home screen from my 5S. So I have two rows now, two swipe rows which
0: is crazy. That's just a luxury that few people will ever be able to enjoy. A
1: hundred percent swipe row increase. It's crazy.
0: And I'm surprised Apple doesn't use that in their marketing
1: materials.
0: Double the swipe row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For free right off the bat. So you have no plans to add additional icons to your home screen? I don't know.
1: I guess like, if, if the app comes along, if it's right, if it feels right, I'll go for
0: it. Hmm. I think uh, it'll be a good topic for another show to discuss what we have on our, on our home screen. Yeah, I love
1: seeing on Twitter people just posting uh, screenshots of their home screen. So I'd love to talk about it.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, okay. So other thoughts, iPhone 4S? Or, I'm sorry. Wow. That is that is many generations <laughs> in the past. <laughs> well I do I, I do have a 4s
1: here uh, my thoughts uh, I don't know like comparing the two of them it's pretty funny that you can almost fit the 4s completely in the screen of the six. I love seeing uh, the pictures of the 6 plus that have the original iPhone just resting completely in it. I think Gruber retweeted this or maybe posted this uh, picture and the phone completely uh is you know fits inside of the screen of the 6 plus it's just like wow
0: <laughs> did you see the screenshot of the home screens for the first generation iPhone laid over the home screen for the new iPhone 6 plus did you see this one
1: yeah the picture is it's crazy to put in perspective like that just the amount of pixels
0: yeah because uh, basically you've got this huge, I don't even remember the number of pixels that are on an iPhone 6 Plus. I'm purposefully, as a developer, not trying to think about the pickles, pixels anymore. <laughs> don't think about the cause... pickles. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. They slipped in. Pickles everywhere. <laughs> no, but I'm i am not trying to commit the number of pixels to memory. I'm like going out of my way not to do that because I don't want to think about pixels anymore. I want to think about... Points. Points. Uh, yeah, or just like overall layout and how like it doesn't matter if tomorrow Apple puts out a new phone that's two pixels wider because they decided that's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, but basically, the first-generation iPhone takes up about the amount of space as a single icon on the iPhone 6 Plus. It's a little bit bigger than that, but not by much.
1: Man, yeah, that's in- insane. And you mentioned that you shouldn't be thinking about pixels anymore, and I think it's an additional wrinkle that with this iphone plus screen the actual resolution that everything is rendered at is higher than what it later is down sampled to uh to fit into a 1080p display so thinking about the actual pixel perfect design doesn't quite make sense anymore uh with this new display from what i'm from what i'm to understand so uh just kind of echoing what you said earlier
0: yeah uh again that's uh... The sort of thing that I don't think I'm smart enough to really understand, but it's convenient because I don't think that I really need to in mm-hmm. order to still design layouts for the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so kind of in that vein, what has been your experience with the apps that you use regularly? Have uh, they released updates for the new screen size? Do you feel like the uh, apps that have been upscaled to fit the new screen because they haven't been updated yet are a little unwieldy or what's been your experience there?
1: So my single most used app on my iPhone, uh, which I'm looking at my battery usage menu right now, uh, newly introduced with iOS 8, is TweetBot 3 uh, by TapBots and that is unoptimized. So everything's a little bit blurry and it seems like... Uh, uh, it. It's something that you notice and I, that I personally notice because I'm in the industry. I know what's going on, but I wonder that if somebody who's a little bit older, maybe they don't care about uh, technology as much and maybe their eyesight's going bad. Like It's not something that they would really particularly care about, but I, I want all my favorite apps to be optimized as soon as possible, basically. And The one app that actually I use pretty frequently that is optimized is Alien Blue, which is a Reddit client. And uh, I really enjoyed the new, uh, um, it's not just a a, a, a version of the app that is optimized for the iPhone 6 screen. It also is kind of like a new design to make better use of the larger display, which is appreciated. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of getting used to the new layout of that one. Uh, Do you have any favorite apps that have been
0: optimized for the new uh, displays? So, Downcast put up, put out an update uh, over the weekend that is basically their exact same layout, which I love, and I think it makes a lot of sense from a UI perspective. And it has the new iPhone 6 update, so it shows more content, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Um, So I follow Paul Haddad on Twitter. He's the gentleman who did the software development side of Tweetbot and uh, what are all what are all the apps called uh, uh, Tapbots or something yeah the company is Tapbots yeah yeah right that's what that's what you said um, and he put out a tweet on Saturday I think asking people if they wanted more content or more tweets with the redesign and then people responded Um, And I didn't respond, um, but in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking that Paul should have been thinking about this for a couple months now and made a decision, and I would have hoped that the... It it just made me feel like the release was not coming anytime soon, which made me a little bit sad, because Paul is like one of these iOS developers that I really, really look up to, and he's done great work, and Mm. I'm sure he's you know, busting ass on something that's absolutely incredible right now. But it was still like, oh, man, I, I, I wanted this update sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I, I totally uh, sympathize with that. And I actually think that TweetBot 3 was one of those apps that was a little bit later with their iOS uh, 7 update. Uh, it was like a from-ground uh, ground up, complete, you know, rewrite from right. scratch, so it took quite a while. I don't know if that's the plan, you know, if they're coming out TweetBot 4 anytime soon. So hopefully it wouldn't take that long to get their iOS up 8 update out, but it is something that, you know, Apple's been hinting at without so much so saying that they have new display sizes coming out, just kind of implying, like, if this ever happens, like, it's a good idea to have your design, you know, adaptable, so... If one day, uh, th- theoretically, there were different screen sizes, your app would look nice. So it's not quite like any developers were blindsided by this. So
0: I don't know. I, I kind of see what you're saying there. You mentioned the battery life screen, uh, and I know we're drifting into iOS 8 territory. But what what are your thoughts on that, really quick?
1: Yeah, uh, and it kind of ties in because I think one of the nicest things about the hardware of iOS 8 is uh, or the iPhone 6 is the nice big... Uh, Eh, it's not even that big, but the battery in it, and it's iOS 8 is so battery optimized that it actually seems to be pretty good in my experience. Um, so to transition over, the battery usage screen that was introduced with iOS 8 is actually really informative. I think it's a little bit buried in the settings menu, but once you get to it, it's really interesting to see what your most commonly used apps actually are. Uh, my top three are TweetBot, Safari, and the home and lock screen, and that's about... of my uh, battery usage right there. So it's kind of interesting to just see like what you spend the most time in and just uh, kind of what you wouldn't expect necessarily. Like the the home screen takes up so much sometimes.
0: Yeah. uh, I feel like it's. Remember when Mavericks introduced their like wall of shame with the battery usage. Yeah. Do you use a laptop?
1: Uh Yeah, I do. Yeah. I use a work laptop but, with Mavericks on it. And they kind of do right, shame yeah. developers who are kind of battery hogs now.
0: Exactly. And that will show you real time which apps are using significant amount of power, which on a laptop, obviously, you know, is very important. Mm-hmm. And this feature, I feel like bills itself as something similar, but is actually um, quite a bit different because it it seems like it's almost trying to shame people, but actually these are the apps, like the apps that appear at the top of the list are almost always going to be just the ones that you use the most. Yeah, exactly. So I don't I, I don't really understand why Apple would frame it as these are the apps that use the most power because, of course, the apps that you spend 75% of your time in are going to be using the most power. Um, so I feel like they need to put in some sort of a ratio in there like i use uh Tweetbot for two hours and it consumed this much battery and that gives it this score i use safari for a half hour and it consumed this much battery and that gives it a different ratio and kind of rank those mm-hmm. uh uh or uh, rank the apps that way so uh, i don't know just kind of a uh thought
1: out of the middle of nowhere yeah no, i kind of agree with what you're saying because there's not a whole lot the developer can necessarily do if the user is just using their app a ton. i don't know if you saw marco arment uh tweeted that he thought this feature was specifically introduced to shame facebook and i bet for a lot of users like out in the wild that's going to be their experience that facebook's going to be one of those apps that's up there with like 50 percent 60 percent of their general usage
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Not for me, but I think for a lot of people, it will be. Do you remember that guide to increasing your battery life on an iPhone that an Apple genius put up some time ago, where it had like six or seven steps that you should go through Mm -hmm. to maximize how much battery life?
1: And three of them were ways you can disable Facebook services.
0: Well, like, the number one Mm -hmm. thing was to go into Facebook and turn off all of their crap because that's, like, the number one thing that drains people's battery that comes into the the Apple Store. And it's like, all right, have you disabled all that Facebook stuff? All right, let's go on to, you know, kind of some second-level stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's first tier. tier. The first question.
0: question. Yeah, it's interesting Um, because Facebook
1: is actually promoted in the settings, you know, app, uh... On the phone, so if it's not necessarily preloaded, but there's an instant link to it on every phone you know sold, so it is on a ton mm. of devices.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, they kind of do have a uh, prominent placement. Like, yeah, yeah, like a tight integration with Facebook. Mm-hmm. I I noticed that there are uh, in settings you I think with iOS seven six they introduced being able to log in with twitter and facebook Mm -hmm. into the settings and then you could use that to kind of validate or uh, log into other apps that integrate with twitter and facebook you know without having to display a web dialogue they also have Flickr and vimeo did they do that a while ago
1: that might be uh pretty recent I think that might have been out with iOS 7. I know they introduced either Facebook or Twitter with iOS 5, and then the other one with iOS 6, and then they've been available since then.
0: Uh, Okay. Yeah, not a feature that I really look at too much.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of just in the background. It makes using Twitter a little bit easier. But you don't log in and out of Twitter clients too often unless you're sort of in the business that we are,
0: and I've purchased a couple of Twitter clients in my day. (laughs) Right. A couple other random notes on the iPhone 6, getting back to that. Um, I have missed out on so many cool features of the iPhone 5S. It's not even funny. Um, Getting this Touch ID and playing around with that, Mm -hmm. it's just completely blowing my mind. And I know I'm fully a year behind on this, but it is so cool how fast this works and how accurate it is, I'm having pretty much a 100% success rate unless I have some kind of a goop on my finger, which happened uh, once during lunch. Yeah. Um like the incident I ha-
1: mentioned before recording, which we won't go into. But if you have a goop on your fingers, <laughs> Touch ID maybe if might we, not work.
0: Maybe if we do an After Dark, we can, yeah. we can bring that up. Yep. But it's such a cool feature. It makes me feel so good about taking my phone out and not having to worry as much about if I leave it somewhere, if somebody's going to be able to Mm -hmm. log in and message people or log into my accounts. So touch ID is great. Does it seem any different to you on the six versus five S?
1: So I had a great experience with touch ID when I got my five S a year ago and I experienced what, uh, seemed to be sort of common i noticed was a common complaint on twitter and that is performance sort of degraded over time uh, but hmm. apple introduced their ios 7.1 update which had a variety of touch id improvements and so i rescanned my fingerprints at that point and it seemed to work pretty flawlessly since then so i didn't really uh i didn't have any complaints at that point and I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you know otherwise, but I think they may have made even more improvements with iOS 8 and this iPhone 6 uh, Touch ID sensor. It might be a second generation sensor. Yep. What, what is it? Sup? Sup? Sup, son. Sup, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either, uh, but it seems to be really, really reliable, and uh, <clears throat> you're lucky because you're jumping on the Touch ID bandwagon when it's actually more useful than it was last year. Uh, for instance, now that third-party apps are able to use the Touch ID uh, sensor, I use 1Password, and I love that they have an app extension that a bunch of other apps that have updated for iOS 8 uh, actually have 1Password integration now that makes inputting... a uh, login credentials as simple as just like opening up uh, Touch ID, Touch ID. Um, or tapping a One Password button and using Touch ID to fill in the field, which is awesome. I really enjoyed that. Are,
0: enjoy that. What, what apps have you used that have integrated this feature? Because I remember when One Password actually developed it and put up the uh, sample code for using their extension on GitHub, so developers could kind of code against it before iOS 8, even one live, what what apps have have used that?
1: Oh, man, I feel uh, like I'm put on the spot now. I just mentioned it. I know I've seen it at least twice. I think Screens was one app, which is a VNC-type uh, uh, um, app that lets you remote into uh, computers. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. that was one. Um, I can't remember the others offhand, but I've seen it once or twice setting up uh, my new phone.
0: I, I think TweetBot actually integrated it as well but uh, I know that I had to log in and it showed me a web interface. 1Password has a nice blog post of all the developers that have already done the integration. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that I was really looking forward to. And I'm a little bit sad that I haven't run into it very often because I only recently started using 1Password mm-hmm. and it has been amazing. Yeah, I really enjoy uh, with the times I'm able to use Touch ID, but it
1: seems like you still have to enter Uh, your master password to open the app most of the time Uh, and that's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a bummer i wish you could use touch id to open the app itself but once you once you are actually in the app and it's like been active for five minutes ten minutes whatever you set it for after that if you use the extension you can use touch id to fill in a field at that time
0: that That is a really good feature request, and I, I hope they do that too. Uh, for right now, I just have my 1Password set to ABC, so it's nice and easy to put in.
1: Yep, there you go. <laughs> Make sure you uh, <laughs> publicize that. I'll put that in the show notes.
0: Hashtag kidding. Um, can I ask another question about Touch ID? Since you upgraded from a 5S to a 6, I would guess that your fingerprint did not iCloud backup and save on um, and, you know, automatically show up on your 6 when you restored from backup. Is that the case?
1: Correct. Yeah, it seems like my fingerprints were left in my last phone's secure enclave. Uh, they did not. iCloud their way over to my new phone, uh, which I think Apple would probably uh, point to if they didn't want to uh, be a little heavy-handed. Um, but, yeah, that that's something that doesn't uh, restore when you're setting up a new phone or... I think you, if you're doing an iCloud backup or you're uh, just doing a backup from scratch, I think you have to re-enter your Touch ID uh, every time you set up the phone.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense. Uh, every time anybody or Apple mentions the secure enclave, I just picture that Saturday Night Live sketch with uh, George W. Bush and Al Gore. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> It might be a little before your time, but basically uh, it was making fun of a debate that they had, and the it ended with the person who was um, mediating the debate asking them to sum up their, compa- their campaign in one word, and George W. Bush's one word was strategery, <laughs> and Al Gore's was lockbox. So anytime somebody mentions Secure Enclave, I just picture is... <laughs> Al lockbox. <Gould>. Lock box. <laughs> It's inside this box, and it'll be locked, and you won't be able to get to what's inside. Yeah,
1: there you go. He, they should, he should be pitching it.
0: He's on the board of directors. Oh my gosh, <laughs> perfect. Yes, you are a genius. Yep. <laughs> All right, so what else? Any other thoughts? So... Uh, about iOS 8 specifically,
1: I guess uh, I, Gruber kind of hit the nail on the head that I'm excited for more apps to kind of take advantage of this uh, new screen real estate and not a ton are right now. So there's blurry versions of a lot of my favorite apps. But I'm not going to give too much grief to developers because um, it takes a little bit of time to get an update like that out. So I'm kind of just like patiently waiting for all those uh, Third-party developers get their apps updated, and then the things that I'm really excited about for iOS 8, like continuity and handoff, and different uh, uh, ways that iOS is going to be interacting with the Mac, aren't uh, that those features aren't actually available probably until October when the Apple has their Yosemite event. So I'm still really looking forward to a lot of features
0: yeah definitely uh and once again i believe it's pronounced yosemite yosemite sorry yeah of course (laughs) um i've been running yosemite and ios 8 for i actually installed ios 8 about two days before it went live it's like i got a zero day release Mm. and i've been trying to use some of these uh OS 10 iOS integration features, and I have been kind of disappointed. Really? Not going to lie. Yep. I feel like handoff, not super useful. Um, though I appreciate if I'm doing something on my phone and I see that new icon in my dock, or vice versa, I'm doing something on my Mac and I have something new on my unlock screen on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't come in handy at all. I haven't gotten any text messages to show up, um, on my messages app on my desktop. And I'm disappointed with that. Huh. And the one time I tried to answer a phone call from my desktop, it just flat out did not work. Huh. And I had to call my wife back.
1: Oh man. So overwhelmingly negative experiences
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, with, yeah, with beta uh,
1: software though.
0: It, exactly. It's hard to complain too much about it and overall i love yosemite slash yosemite Uh, i think it looks great and um it's not a lot of big features but the ui overall just makes me really happy and makes me feel good about things
1: yeah it really seems more cohesive and unified uh like a lot of overdue uh uh Design work is getting updated here. Like, uh, I like that the system preferences kind of has all new icons. It's not just like a hodgepodge of icons they introduced over different OS updates over the years. Uh, a lot of like far corners and like little dark pockets of the operating system that you wouldn't see that often got like complete makeovers. The dictionary view, you know, so on and so forth. And I really like the translucency that they introduced that kind of. It uh, is emulating the iOS seven slash eight look, so it kind of just unifies both of the operating systems a, a little bit.
0: I just appreciate that it's a unified design language, um, and that that makes me really happy. It makes me also want there to be. Well, I guess they did update the Apple TV right with along with iOS eight. There's a, a new UI. Uh, in place. But I just kind of want to see them overhaul it completely. I don't want to see any band-aids. Oh, you're reminding
1: me I actually have to run that update. I have not done so.
0: Yeah, I I need to do it as well. I'm kind of surprised with myself. Yeah, Uh, Slap on the wrist. And
1: I'm also really looking forward to running Yosemite uh, on a Mac that actually has a retina screen, like my work laptop, or a theoretical 12-inch MacBook Air that might be coming out uh, within the next couple... Calendar period uh, years, calendar years, uh, the next couple quarters. Um, but just like running that operating system on a Retina screen where it's really meant for, you know, it's designed with that in mind, uh, is going to be awesome. Because I, I, it took a while to get used to the new text choices they used. Uh, they use a new font for the system that kind of looked out of place for a little while. And now I've gotten used to it, but it's sort of Blurry. So, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to actually running it. Uh, and like I mentioned before, I really appreciate the translucency, but but seeing that on a Retina screen is going to be a real treat. Yeah, a
0: real treat. Yep. You uh, have no idea. I'm running it on Retina, and it is uh, gorgeous. Yeah. Getting uh, getting back to the iPhone six. Any last thoughts? Any closing arguments for or against? If if you had to give it a a score on a scale of one to ten. What would you give the iPhone 6? Ooh.
1: All right. So with the disclaimer that I've only had it for a long weekend, uh, I'd say so far I'd give it like a solid 9.5. And nothing, uh, no negatives are really rising to the surface right now. Just a few things that are kind of defeating my muscle memory that coming from a 5S I kind of have to get used to. Uh, So um you kind of mentioned before like shifting your grip on the phone a little bit and that's something that I find myself doing a lot They just like the way I've held my phone for you know I, even though the phone got larger from the 4s to the 5 screen it didn't get any more wide so I kind of had like a familiar grip even with uh upgrading from those two phones so now I'm kind of adjusting the way I hold the phone entirely and I've had those moments where it's like oh you know and it kind of almost falls on my fingers while I'm like going to touch a far corner of the screen. So just kind of, it's not a, a knock against the phone in particular, just kind of getting over the way I've held my phones historically. Um, Uh, so how about, how about you? What would you give it so far?
0: So overall, my impression with iPhone has been very positive. Uh, it's a big upgrade for me and I'm really happy with it. um, I believe that I own the best phone on the market right now. I think the 6 Plus is just too big for Unwieldly. most people. Yeah. Unwieldy, Yep. And I think that, of course, I think iOS, uh, Apple phones are much better than Android phones or anything else on the market, but overall, uh, there's a bit of disappointment. I think, that I think in my mind, I was hoping for more. I was hoping that I would be more excited. And it feels very, very samey to me, like nothing earth shattering. And some of my favorite things are things that came with the iPhone 5s, that I almost feel like I can't really count as an upgrade for the six. So like touch ID and the burst mode of the camera, and a couple other things. Mm -hmm. So i'm really happy with my purchase i'm you know i consider myself to be a huge apple fan slash fanboy um and i don't really consider myself to have like unreasonable expectations but overall i'd have to say like maybe a seven seven point five on this phone
1: wow okay all right, and you acknowledge that it is the best phone
0: on the market, <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I am kind of a harsh grader. I, I think. What does the word ennui mean? E N N. Anwi. Yeah. Oh
1: uh, man, I should know this. A feeling
0: too. of listlessness and dissatisfaction. Yeah. Arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. Yeah, I think that uh, kind of sums up how I feel like it's the upgrade that I knew I had to get and it's just, it's not blowing my mind, which makes me feel a little bit disappointed. Mm -hmm. I I love my phone. Super happy with it. No buyer's remorse, but, um, uh, you hear it a lot that it's uh, evolutionary, not revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe I'll, uh, get a, apple watch in the next couple of months and that'll just blow my freaking mind and i'll be back on the bandwagon
1: yeah or the next generation of ios like you know when the comparison the ios now is like mac os9 so what's the os10 for ios
0: that sounds like a great topic for another show
1: yeah All right, so uh, do you have anything else? I mean, I do. I did have one quick matter, and that was kind of a PSA, because now that we are both T-Mobile customers, we're able to take advantage of a promotion for a product I mentioned earlier on the show, which was their new T-Mobile router that lets you use. uh, uh, It prioritizes voice and data, or voice and text, over uh, other data. Um, on your network so when you're using the iPhone's voice over LTE feature you have more bandwidth allocated to your call I suppose and uh, I mentioned before that it's $99 outright or a $25 deposit and until the uh, 24th of September T-Mobile is waiving the $25 security deposit for it so it's actually a free router, a free AC router from T-Mobile. So if you give them a call and ask to order that, they'll actually do that no problem. So I ordered mine and it should be here on the 30th. So if you are interested at all in getting a new router, you might want to jump on that because you are now an eligible
0: customer. Hmm. Yes, I am interested. I will have to look into that. You also sent me a link that I need to say that you referred me to T-Mobile, which is true. And then you get free LTE for a year? Is that... Yeah, I don't know if you do
1: or I do, but somebody does somewhere. So, <laughs> so a comp wins, and
0: that that's enough for me. Something tells me you're going to be the one getting free LTE, and I'm just going to be sitting here like Spider-Man behind a desk. Yep,
1: as you always are. <laughs> Trying to use Touch ID. All
0: right, man, good stuff. Is that all for this week? Yeah, uh, so where can these people find us? So... Everybody can find past episodes of TechDown on TechDown.fm. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at AdamComp. And what's another one? You can reach me on Instagram, Instagram.com hmm. slash AdamComp. Interesting. What about you? So
1: I would also like to mention that we're uh, on Twitter at, at TechDownFM.
0: Uh, Yes, good point.
1: I want to bring that one up. And then I'm also on Twitter, at Aaron Comp, And then Obscure Social Network. Oh, man, I'm panicking. I don't know. I don't know. You can find me at uh, (laughs) Target.com for my
0: eventual wedding registry. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to buy Aaron a set of cutlery. Uh, You can also find Aaron on BrokeYourApp.com, right? Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll plug that one. BrokeYourApp.com. There you go. Uh, Your one-stop shop for developer shaming. Yep, exactly. If your app has a bug, Aaron will find you and shame you on (laughs) BrokeYourApp.com. All right, great stuff this week, man. I'll talk to you later.